0: Find their written and premium audio content at UTHdynasty.com. Playing it safe in Dynasty means you're going to lose.
1: Stop talking about it, man. Let's get this going right now.
0: Welcome to the Helmet looking at some long-term player value in fantasy football. I'm your host, Chad Parsons, joined by Miss Katie Flower. And it's the official podcast of UTHDynasty.com. We're getting ready for draft season. That's startup draft season. That is rookie draft season. That's NFL draft season. And you want to be a part of UTH, a part of the team, a part of the family, because uh, UTH Trade Calculator, with all of the forward-thinking values you need for players, building your best team, making your best trades uh, whether that's in a startup draft or existing league uh, orphan especially environment to uh, resculpt your team and, uh, all the articles, all the profiles they are actually coming out this week, uh, in terms of a debut for, for rookie draft and, and, uh, prospect season, because, uh, the following week, as, as I told people on a, on a show, just sort of a state of UTH and, uh, you know, where are we and where are we going with content here over the next two, three weeks, uh, transitioning to the full on off season is, you know, this week is going to be about, uh, incoming rookies and, and building out some of that content. Because the following week, it's going to be about after you get week sixteen, uh, that production production data in twenty twenty, then it's going to shift over all the historical models and and player value and comp structures and you know formats in the trade calculator. All of that gets scrubbed one final time to officially head into the off season and get the player values just you know, just right, as Katie would say, with like a recipe, uh, you know, and again, that means six hours later, you're gonna be like, Oh, I, you know, I think this guy needs a little tweak. <laughs> but uh, uh, that, that's what UTH is for. They're going to be with you every step of the way you can be a general manager, plus a subscriber. And now you can get the premium podcast on any podcasting app you so desire. Haven't heard someone yet that has one from a foreign country. And they're like, it won't work. I can't get it in there hasn 't existed yet, uh, so basically wherever, whenever you can get uh, the dulcet tones of Katie uh, Jordan, Tim, and myself uh, on some of those premium shows out uh, and again, just always be up to speed for your dynasty teams and Katie, we have one week to go, and obviously you know some cross section of everyone 's portfolio unless you 're in one league or two leagues, possibly, and you just had a, a great run in both leagues. Uh, that, you know, you have teams falling out of it officially. Uh, this could be your last waiver wire. Commonly is, you know, a lot of leagues don't have week 16 uh, after that, you know, aftermath waiver wire. Um, to start off, looking back at week 15, what was a player, a team, maybe what, what are you going to remember, you know, for, for the the remainder of this week even of like what stands out as a theme, uh, whether it's about your teams, about things you heard in the uh, dynasty space or uh, the, the things that most impacted your results.
1: I guess the theme would be um, Charles Dickens, a best of time. It was a best of times and it was the worst of times. And not only did I hear a lot of buzz on Twitter from other people and their teams, man, my team dominated the entire season. And then all of a sudden, you know, I got Tony Pollard, you know, the other team, the other, the other guy had Tony Pollard and, and, uh, I lost Zeke and it was a double whammy, that kind of stuff. I had one team, my toughest, my toughest position all year to tight to try to predict. It's not tight end premium, but start one tight end. And, with Austin Hooper being questionable last week and then not starting. And I had a bye week last week, but I was monitoring it. I decided that because he was playing in the Monday night game this week, and I had Jordan Reed that I would go with Jordan Reed and play it safer. Um, I figure that they both have probably similar ceilings and Jordan Reed had a pretty good matchup against Dallas. My opponent, I'm, I'm a higher seed number two overall, and in this particular league, I've been very successful. He scored like 85 points out the gate on Thursday night. He had Justin Herbert at quarterback. He had Josh Jacobs at running back for 20 points. And then he had Darren Waller for 30 points. And so he already had an 85-point lead. And my team has been very dominant points-wise. So I knew it was going to be tough to come back, but I didn't give up any hope but that toughest decision I had was that tight end position. I ended up getting 9.8 points out of Jordan Reed. I ended up losing by less than five points overall. And Austin Hooper, if I had have played him, scored 15.1, enough to have won. But again, it was, he was still marked as questionable. I didn't want to get to Monday night and then not have anybody to put in. I knew it was going to be close. So it was, It's just a flip of the coin. It could have happened just the opposite. But I also had some windfalls. Uh, I'm in some big money league championship games. And so worst case scenario, second prize money is still as good as most first prize money in most leagues. Um, And that's why it's best of times, worst of times. You know, there's always going to be a heartbreak. Um, I, I saw a lot of people... From the sixth seed and the fourth seed being in the finals, I've got one particular league where I was the first overall in my 12-team division, and now I'm playing the first team overall in the other division for the finals. Which we both led our divisions all year long with 11 and two records, and to meet in the finals is pretty incredible. Um, so it's going to be another dog fight.
0: Yeah, those uh, those those multi conference leagues are, are interesting because unless you get all the way to the finals it's pretty much the only time in your entire fantasy life that you'll be facing a roster that you could have duplicates i actually looked yeah. i have some of those multi conferences and i'm in two thank you know just thankfully i don't know if i've ever won the entire 24 Person thing since i took over an orphan and but looking at it we have like four or five potential starter duplicates out of nine ten eleven guys and it, it's interesting game theory you know it's almost like the uth best ball contest where it's like you know how much duplication do you have versus uniqueness you know starting your guys do you want sameness and then obviously you know if you double up half your lineup then you're going to be saying well my matchup this week the outcome comes down to this subset of three, four five guys versus your other subset, you know? And, and so you can almost game theory. How do I feel about that versus making it maybe more different uh, you right. know, in that and regard?
1: I posted that exact question in our UTH chat this morning. And I do think that my team is healthier going into the finals than him. So I would rather have as many of the same duplicate players against each other to minimize how many we've got going against, because I think I've got a much stronger advantage rather than have him take a chance on one of his flyers while I've got my safe guy and he could have played the same player see he's probably going to want to swing for the fences kind of thing
0: yeah and then there's you know do do people start messing with the roster back and forth back and forth and then (laughs) you know how close to kickoff do you want to make it and all these type of things I wanted to ask you because someone reached out to me in one of my leagues about uh, this very thing and I've Um, it's an important subject again, for folks that are, that are in some sort of, you know, you're playing for something, whether it's a third place game finals, obviously most applicable, how do you feel about, uh, some sort of, okay, well, here's the, the, the prize structure for the league. Then obviously the two, two owners can go and say, agree to whatever they want.
1: No, I hate that. I, I, I absolutely hate that.
0: Okay. Rather what if you, what if you skew? What if you skew it and go all for none? What if you say, you know, there's a split between first and second. We want to do all to the winner. Again, you're going against the league and how it's. You're out. going
1: against what the league rules right. are. You're almost breaking the rules, right? Yeah, exactly. It's it's kind of like it's in collusion. the rules. I it, mean, it, it in a way it it is kind of collusion. And I know that you're not trading players. There's no players involved, but right. the the bylaws have a breakdown structure. I. It, I want well, see you, well
0: you always say you play to win, like you do the uh, the Herm Edwards thing, right? You always say it's you play to win the game, right? right. I mean, you, I mean, you. this whole like cop out, oh, we tied, we tied, yeah. we both get a ribbon. Like that doesn't strike me as like a KD mantra.
1: Well, the other thing is, exactly. And the other thing is, let's say that you do agree to split and then you win. Are you going to feel good about winning? You're not. Well, if you're you split,
0: tired. you're almost hoping you lose, right? Well, like, <laughs> Because exactly. like, you technically win if you split the pot and you lost. Yeah, yeah I, I always find that very, and, and then it's like, well, you know, if you consider, if the other person wants to split it or split it closer, doesn't that mean that they view themselves as the underdog? Probably. You know, so I just, but I'm, I'm just like you. I mean, I, I never thought of the, we're undermining the rules part. I actually just thought of that when I, when I brought the subject up because it's mentioned in the rules, right? I mean, that's like sort of saying, Hey, I know we said, you know, $20 per week for the high, high score, you know, but, Oh, how about this week, this year, let's make it $14 and 26 cents. And then we'll put this other towards, you know, the team that has the highest wide receiver scoring like, okay, well, you got to vote on that gonna vote on that and then you can have it for next year that sounds terrific but it's the same sort of thing like you you're not gonna like vote on okay if we get to the finals we're gonna adjust it from this structure to you know 55 45 in terms like you know what i mean like you would almost need to vote on that right before the season starts
1: right yeah no i've never
0: i i've never thought of that before but i do think you're undermining the commissioner Or like, you know, either they set it up or you all talked about it and voted on some sort of structure when the league started or if it was adapted at some point. So I just, yeah, that's the part that gets me now. That that kind of fires me up.
1: (laughs) But I've never been an advocate for that.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, and we were talking about how you know we got the video going, and as I'm halfway through the sentence, you're just shaking your head, shaking your head. You're like, nope, 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 nope. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I'll tell you one thing. A couple things I'm gonna remember. So week 15. First of all, it's the the this and I'm sure week 16 it'll continue the same way, which is I I, the year has not gone as expected on so many fronts. I mean, this is why it's unpredictable. You do the best you can. You know, you keep making decisions that you think are the best you can make in the moment, whether that's lineups, whether that's waiver wire, trades, uh, anything. And, And getting to week 15, the theme for me was, like you said, I mean, some of my strongest teams where I would be like, you know, bye week, feeling good, got a nice roster. It takes one down week it's almost like college football and it's not quite this way i mean some teams have the leniency to actually take a loss and still you know make playoffs and still be in the running and all these types of things but you know in one off one off fantasy playoffs you don't have that benefit and so so and, and we we have a team you know we we're, we're surprised we're in the finals so and this happens all the time but it just feels so much like this year that some of your best performing teams wouldn't be your best teams on paper or three weeks ago you're like oh i would definitely put much better odds and it also speaks to you know a a friend of ours jordan says which is like you know most people overstate the odds of how uh, the odds of a dominant team winning for example the number one team winning you still got to win two games you know and and all all those things about what your probabilities are within the hierarchy of the league
1: yeah and a lot of times I saw so many upsets and i I had one where I had the highest score one of the higher scoring teams in the entire league all season long, and the other team had Tony Pollard and come out of the blue just gifted the on game day and they have the ability to swing for the fences, you know it's like I'm playing against one of the best teams in the league. My team doesn't average that many points. I got nothing to lose here except wing it. They can be w- more uh, able to make that last minute roster move than, than someone that maybe is, and I wouldn't even say conservative. You're still playing your best players, but then your best players underperform a little and there's just go crazy
0: so we're in we're in two even within the leagues we play together we have two different types of playoff structure we have the traditional brackets where you go through there's buy teams and you know you you funnel your way to a a, a champion we also are in one and i believe just i think it started in 2019 is when we had the startup but we have this structure where you actually have a semblance of home field advantage. You have your seasonal average, average together. It's a two week um, all play, you know, that you, you put all these points together. So it becomes more of an event, more of a, more than a single week one-off in terms of determining your status in the pro season. Uh, And so of those two, and maybe, you know, through your other leagues or, Uh, you know, the, the league I just described, you've already thought or come up with some variants on, you know, if Katie was doing a create a league or, you know, you get a, you get a couple, get a couple beers in her and you start uh, saying, you know, man, what would be your ideal, you know, pie in the sky? You don't even know if if anyone would want to join it uh, offhand, but so which structure do you like? I'm sure you're in plenty of the brackets now. I'm, I'm sure at least with me and, you know, maybe one or two other leagues of your own, you're in the, you know, all play some semblance of that,
1: uh, type two week playoff or, uh, something else. I like the home field advantage. Like if you have been averaging eight points per more than your next component or opponent, sorry. Um, you get that added to whatever your score is for that week. That
0: it, it should count. Takes, it should count. For it something. helps
1: to take away that variable and the luck factor. And yeah, you can still lose, but you do feel at least that you got an advantage besides an extra just. player. Yeah. Well, not even an eight points isn't necessary. But yeah, if it's
0: eight, it's if it's fifteen, the point is you have a an yeah. actual edge where oh, you know, if I'm a couple touchdowns down across my league, it compensates for that. Yes. And if you're a dominant team, heck, it might be 20, 30 points. Who knows? And if you're pay- facing somebody that is an upstart and someone that had an upset the previous round and really no one would have thought that they would be there. Yeah. You got to come through again. You got to put up a big number or, you, you know, it's kind of like in the NFL, right? You need that dominant team to come out flat. You know, you need Mahomes to throw three picks, you know, yep. or you need the team to have a bunch of turnovers or, you know, come out and, you know, maybe they had a late night and, and, and all of a sudden you got a shot. You know, but, but yeah, so I like that part. I was actually going to ask you and we we can, we'll, we'll talk about this in the off season, but it's applicable to the playoff structure. I'm wondering if we're going to have an overarching shift, whether it's redraft dynasty of if the NFL goes to 17 games, that is going to afford us one more week than we're used to. So we'll have to see maybe about how they structure bye weeks. You know, are they still going to keep them you know, closer to the middle of the season? We had week 13 this year, which is not uh, very common. You know, I believe 12 used to be the cutoff. But I wonder if we, we can maybe go to a structure. I personally don't mind the, if you do an all play in the playoffs that the first round is just that one week. You know, if you want to put in the, the points, the point, point average as a, you know, a way to still delineate better teams from not as better teams for three months at a time. But I almost wonder if we're going to see more two week playoffs, whether, whether they're using head to head matchups, or again, I, I sort of like the round robin, you know, grouping of everything. That I wonder if we're going to, because of that added week, or uh, are we going to get to a point where maybe the last two weeks of the NFL regular season, the fantasy is already over. I wonder what the, the, the macro view, the consensus view, is going to be of this if, if we do, in fact, get a 17th game.
1: I would, like, I would like to see it extend the playoffs by a week so that you either have a two-week final, which helps mitigate the luck factor, or you maybe the even final have... Of four
0: like, teams or the final of two teams?
1: The final two teams. Okay. So the final two teams have a two-week final or, uh, make it some way so that if you lose and you're the higher C or I don't know if you, if you lose that, you can still somehow get back in, in another kind of an off week. I don't know. Just, I, I would like to see the playoffs expanded rather than teams sit for next for week. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And it's interesting. I've actually seen, and I, I will, I will give a shout out here to FFPC because Um, I first joined in 2019 in a co-owner situation and, uh, we didn't make the playoffs in year one. And so I didn't really, you know, I wasn't tracking it really, you know, in terms of, you know, how does this work? But they do a really nice job of like, you play all the way through and they do this thing where you're playing for draft position. You go to the consolation bracket. I mean, when you, if you win your way in all the way to the consolation finals, if you will, you're playing number one versus number two seed you know, oh, sorry, number one in, or number two in the NFL in the draft the the next year. And then if you lose it at various points, it's like, well, now you're playing for three or five or four or six, or they have a whole thing. But the point is like pretty much throughout you're playing for something. And I do think, I mean, now, you know, oh, this is the fifth place game. This is the third place game. This is the seventh place game. I think there's some Duplo block ways of doing that, that I'm not, I, I think you can come up with something far better. Um, and I see that in some leagues, but I do like the approach of having things you're playing for. You know, the toilet bowl you can have it where you know if you if you win the whole thing you get X pick. You know, and but maybe you get three twelve or sorry three thirteen or I mean, but just have some little nugget or or bonus waiver bucks. The next. I, the point yeah. is like have them playing for something, and, and I think that's it gives everybody just that little bit of extra motivation of like. I'm still in this. Yeah. I'm a loser. I didn't win the league. And yeah, I'm not, I wasn't even in the playoff bracket, but I got something going for me. And I'll tell you like going through with, uh, with the league we're in together that we kind of created. And then we got another, I've got another one with a, with a co-owner that it's a similar thing. That home field advantage I think it's really cool. And yeah, you got to go into the message board and update it weekly. And you don't have the same sort of bracket feel, let's say, Um, you know, just clicking on a a tab on my fantasy league and boom, there it is. Everyone can kind of track it. It's all, you know, official text and all that stuff. So you lose that element. But the fact that you can now customize it for multi-week, you can customize it and say, hey, your regular season counts. And even if you're not going to do that, and I, I say, so even if you don't do that, I still have a problem with some of these leagues where, I mean, literally all that is paid out for the regular season, let's say, is like who had the most points in the regular season. And it's like a nominal amount. And literally everything else goes to the playoff. I I generally don't like that. I mean, I think you need to have at least something. Like you finished first, you know, or have something for the two teams that got to buy. Or, you know, like have some sort of gradiated, uh, you know, payout structure where... You got something that said, you know, a a certificate that says, nice work. You know, you were the best team for three plus months. Good job. Like at least you got something because if you're not going to do the home field advantage thing where that's what you get, you get an advantage in the playoffs because you were the best team for three months. Then that to me is a nice carrot. That's a nice carrot that says, you know what, if I have a strong team, if I did score well and I I now I'm facing an underdog, I have a a tactical advantage and more insulation for that one week, which has some randomness to it. It helps me by some percentage points. I think that's a great thing.
1: I've got a trade I wanted to talk about. It's a listener sent me a DM about and I talked to him down off the ledge and They wanted, they they were going into the semifinals as one of the stronger teams, but they couldn't rely on their tight end, Evan Ingram. Wanted to trade Evan Ingram a first and a second for TJ Hawkinson, who has been lighting things up. And I said, would you make this trade if it had nothing to do with the playoffs right now? (laughs) And his answer was probably not.
0: That's a very good question, Katie. That's a perfect question to ask.
1: Right. And so then after I asked him that and I said, okay, if you wouldn't normally make this trade is TJ Hawkinson with the specter of not having Matt Stafford this weekend, because at that point it was still looking like Stafford was questionable. I said, how well has TJ Hawkinson performed with Chase Daniels as quarterback? They're playing a really strong team. Are they even going to get many opportunities or many touches? And what if he doesn't perform? And what if Evan Ingram, you know, what's to say that Evan Ingram won't perform? I know he is hard to trust.
0: He went for like 130 yards uh, the other week.
1: I know that I'm just, this is all before this weekend. And so he, he, he was like, you're right there with the possibility of Matt Stafford, not being there Hawkinson may or may not outscore him. And if he didn't outscore him, then yeah, I would feel bad because I wouldn't normally make this trade. So the person ended up not making the trade. Evan Ingram went off for him and he's now in the finals. So happy story. But the the whole point of it is if it's not a dynasty trade that you would make in the off season, if it's not a dynasty trade that you would make early in the season and the only reason you're making it is for this week right now, What if that doesn't work? Are you gonna be kicking yourself? Because a lot of times it doesn't work. Chasing points and buying points doesn't necessarily work because there's always a Tony Pollard out there waiting to bite you in the butt.
0: Yeah, and and again, to think that you know you're so good at projecting, or the site you use is so good projecting what's going to happen, and who's going to be better than who this week you know, for a specific matchup. Um, And again, what if the, I mean, so many things can happen. Someone can leave early with an injury. Someone can, again, get the right ball in the red zone and score a touchdown or two touchdowns, Um, you know, or uh, all of a sudden the the other defense has a a great way to scheme it up and stop them. So just, you know, or turnovers or special team scores that take away drives and snaps and opportunities. But yeah, all these things that, Man, the one-off scenario. I mean, if you're in redraft, sure, go for it. Like, do all, like, think about all this stuff. But, uh, like, like you said, I think asking your your future former type self uh, of of what do I would I feel about this trade um, that really clarifies a lot. And to be fair, you know, you start going down these rabbit holes of here's my lineup, and boy, I'm a little weak here. Wouldn't it be great to address this? That already is sort of setting you in the wrong mindset because you're not saying, you know, I have so-and-so, cause you know what? If you had someone that was a sell high, why are they a sell high? They're probably good. They're probably a good play this week. Right? So if they were a sell high, you probably wouldn't transition to a buy low thinking about your lineup this week, even though that might be a prudent decision for your long-term dynasty. So that's almost the opposite. Like you wouldn't be thinking of trading, you know, so if you had Hawkinson, you probably wouldn't be thinking go to Ingram plus, Ingram plus right now. Why? Cause you're going for the title and you're setting your lineup and you prefer Hawkinson. Yeah. So like I always say reverse it in terms of the players involved and you probably won't sell if you're a contender. And, and cause you've said that before, like, so you strike it with a, a backup running back Pollard is, you know, uh, an example today, obviously, but, right. um, but previously, you know, guys that maybe it's Wayne Gallman, maybe it's, you know, any of these other guys, Chase Edmonds, et cetera, that you say, Hey, I may need them. You know, I, I need them. This is an important stretch. I may or may not make the playoffs. And so you're saying, should I cash out before the deadline? Well, if they're integral and you're like, well, it's not like I can truly ca- Like I'm not getting a first for Chase Edmonds. So if you're talking like a second in the player, like, yeah, I'll just use them. I'll just use him. He'll still be an injury away for the rest of the season. Who knows how many starts I get? You know, Mike Davis, right? I mean, if people are running away for a, a late second and it's like you keep printing starts out of him, you know, that, that you want. So that's the the real careful thing. And, and what you said, I mean, tight end is always one of those fickle ones that I'm always hesitant to recommend for people to upgrade because there's, all, it seems like in typical leagues, one tight end, I mean, there's streamers out there and You know, I I think I told a few weeks ago that I had a a contender that. I was actually eliminated this past week wasn't tight end related, but it's just like, I had you know a couple things in the hopper. I, I was transient. I actually want to look through. I mean, I probably started seven different guys this year, uh, just bouncing around from this to this matchup to this guy got hurt and he's out there, but you got starter NFL starters on the waiver wire. You just got to kind of mine through. And I know it's minutiae going through that every single week. And some people just want the, the plug and play aspect, but you can stream them just like, I mean, <laughs> JJ Zachary, has a whole podcasting, family uh, of shows basically uh, about streaming quarterback and tight end specifically. I mean, it is a, uh, it is a viable fantasy option at those positions. And you talk all the time, Katie, about quarterback. I mean, be careful because you can find guys, you can find guys that are going to start and that have decent matchups and there's reasonable upside. And, and to say that you need to pay up to quote unquote, address the position, be careful. Because you're, you're probably overpaying for what that difference is, even though it makes you feel better. It's kind of that sleep at night factor. And going back, this was like 15 minutes ago, but the other thing I'll remember is I heard, because uh, again, I don't watch on Sundays live, but I heard that Cam Makers got hurt. And yeah. yeah, yeah. And so when I watched, I was, you, when you know someone gets hurt before the game, before you actually watch, you're always kind of bracing yourself. How early? How severe? Do they come back? Like you don't know any of these things. And right. so that's always bittersweet, yeah. which I always like not knowing. And if a guy is gone for a little bit, I'll do a quick, you know, search just to see if they were hurt and then get right back to watching the game because I'm making notes and I want to know, you know, is, is that the reason they are out or you know, anything like that. And so for Cam makers, I know for UTH especially, it was a gut punch. Now, what I would remind you is a month ago. You had zero inkling that you're going to be starting Cam Akers anywhere near the playoffs. So we already are playing with House Money. He had a monster game that contributed. I think that was what, week 13? Week 13 and 14 were the ones that you could absolutely play him. 13 kind of gave you confidence. 14, you put him in and he justified. 15, obviously, he missed a little bit of time. But I'll also say, first of all, the Rams, what are you doing? Uh, what are you doing losing that game Jets what are you doing winning that game Um, the other part I would say is Cam Akers had I mean he had a chunk touchdown ripped away from him with a penalty so yes it was a hold but you know what I don't know about you Katie I watch these games they are calling almost no offensive holding this year I see guys getting raked when quarterbacks leave the pocket and the defender, the lineman moves to go chase them and they're still engaged in being yanked by the offensive lineman. There has to be some overarching edict by the NFL that says, you know what? Hey, scoring's up. We got to want to keep our quarterbacks healthy. And you know what? These broken plays and these big passing games and them running around, it's all good for the NFL. So let's just keep this thing going. So, and I think finally over the last month, I mean, we're seeing it, so much. I'm not going to say it's, it's good for fantasy. It's good for business. It's good for fantasy points, but it's a little annoying to watch because you see some egregious stuff that, and, and then again, in the hole, I mean, was it right there near acres? Yes. But that touchdown, I mean, I got a number where, uh, of, of folks saying, man, that cost me matchups and I get it. It's a gut punch that would have been needed you know we had him in lineups we felt really good and confident he was going to get the workload he missed a chunk of the game he came back he looked okay but he didn't look himself in terms of pushing off as strong cuts but he got that chunk touchdown and man that was that was like seven eight nine points something like that that one play and it just again it was the weirdest perfect storm game that things went sideways for the rams things went sideways for cam Akers. he's not gonna play week 16 But just be fortunate that, you know what, you saw enough. I personally saw enough that he's on the right track. Week one starter next year. Let's get Akers healthy. And again, if he had continued miring and they play this committee game and, you know, just be thankful that you have that. Thankful that we're not going into the offseason going, oh, we don't know what we have. No, he looked like a baller. He had moments and games looking like a baller. And here we are. So you have that positive reinforcement of the pick you made. And now let's get to the off season. Let's get to week one and just be optimistic. You can use them the entire time and look at the big picture of your dynasty league and franchise is about more than one game and more than one playoff run. Like this should be the start. You have cam makers as part of your journey. And now he's going to be a big part of it. Ideally going forward and more than a single week 15 where he put up a seven or whatever it is. And by the way, no one mention players and mention, you know, and tweet at them and say that you don't like them and how can they not, you know, play through injuries or, you know, that, that you have any idea what's going on and that they give two cares about you, about our fictitious teams, that it, it, it enhances the hobby and, and sport that we love. But to say that like, you want to hold them personally responsible or spray some vengeance on social media because of the game they did or did not have, come on. That is so low level. Please stop. It's, it's, right. it, it's so... And, and, no place and, and for honestly... Them. I said things, you know, if you, (laughs) this is not encouraging people to go deep diving, but years ago I handled myself far differently on Twitter, not saying I ever talked to players, not other than saying, you know, if, if someone got hurt or they declared for the draft, you know, like rooting for you, you know, or just saying some, some, some fandom of I'm a fan of theirs basically, or, and something I would say to them at the senior bowl face to face. But what I would say is, like I, I made plenty of like, you know, let's try to stir the pot, you know, Katie knows I can. I mean, that is one of my skill sets that, um, but, but like never towards players and never like hateful for the game we play. And again, it, I, I think you just have to have a proper prism of if not this year, maybe next year, if not this week, maybe next week. And that doesn't mean I'm not going to try to improve my teams. I mean, that's sort of a UTH mantra, right? keep building those dynasties. And that doesn't mean week 15, I lose. And then that, that journey stops, you know, maybe you have nothing to do this week. Maybe the waiver wire after this Sunday is closed for you. And maybe trading doesn't open up for three weeks, but that doesn't mean, again, you're not thinking about ways to improve your team and you're not going to take the next step when you can. Uh, And this is kind of turning into my final thoughts. So, so please blend them to your comments and final thoughts here in a second, Katie. But I just, I, I had to say this on like a soapbox just because It it really rubs me the wrong way when I see people, uh, you know, and it it would be the equivalent of reaching out to somebody and and again, trashing them or saying negative words when you just, number one, you don't have the whole story. Number two, we're almost in the stock market of, of, you know, betting on player performance, whether it's this year, this game, or five years from now. And again, that's not their part. That's not their responsibility in any form or fashion. We are making our own decisions And you got to live with your own decisions, player selection, lineups, et cetera, and don't involve them in it. Again, let them live their lives and let them play the tremendously hard sport of the NFL uh, with job security, contracts, health, all these factors. And uh, again, I, I think we do need to have a glass partition between those things if you're not just going to be a fan and encouraging and basically say that you're rooting for them in some form or fashion.
1: Yeah. And all I wanted to say is uh, it's been a great season. It's been a lot of fun, even with all the ups and downs, and even with the last minute COVID scratches that affect lineups and make you pull your hair out. Um, Chad's been without hair for years, so he's used to it. It's all good, but happy holidays, everybody stay safe, relax. I hope you have a good, hopefully most people have four day weekend. Hopefully you get a chance to just kick back and relax a little bit. The season itself is almost over, but Dynasty doesn't end. There's a lot of stuff. We'll be talking about rookies very shortly and uh, maybe do another mock draft coming up. That would be fun. Um, but just enjoy the time off, everybody.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well said, uh, quick, uh, just update here for the UTH best ball contest. Uh, I closed the gap by 20, 30 points or something on Katie. So it still is again, I, I, it's low percentage. I'm down by about, uh, 50, but, uh, I'm pretty much the only one that can catch you. It would take a mammoth effort by again, our differentiated players because we've got some duplicates there, but, uh, Katie's got one week to go. So we'll give that update. And do want to give a shout out. This is one of the bigger impressive weekly wins by Kevin Riley uh this week in week 15 he wins by over 30 points on the field Uh, that's got to be one of the biggest differentials of the season uh ryan Tannehill he goes off for five scores uh more than 40 points in this one well well-rounded effort he got logan thomas who got absolutely the the pepper treatment he got roy (laughs) halud we'll actually say that's a deep reference uh in terms of the volume of targets uh logan thomas got this past week he got back on track with uh, robert woods going over 20 points a number of feature running backs he did lose james robinson it looks like for week 16 here but he has taylor swift and is it funny every time i see a roster with uh taylor and swift i always read it like that taylor swift (laughs) um uh in, in those leagues um jk dobbins he's been coming on strong another starter for him so the perfect storm uh for kevin riley coming through congrats to you good sir and a long time subscriber. Uh, so, so great job taking down the contest in week 15. Uh, we'll reiterate what, what Katie said. You can, you can follow her on Twitter at FF underscore Skyler 399 about uh, happy holidays, you know, two longer weekends here coming up. Stay safe. Uh, We've got tons of football. We've got the Saturday action as well. And uh, again, just enjoy it. You know, this is almost the point uh, where you can, where you're not thinking about, you know, one more week and we, you're not going to be thinking about fantasy lineups or, you know, all this other stuff. It's going to be, we're going to go back to being NFL fans you know, of players and teams and storylines and heading to the playoffs and, you know, the extra spots that keep extra teams in it. And, uh, you know, mentioned that earlier in the show. So all those things uh, to reiterate and happy holidays, of course, in whichever way that you celebrate uh, from katie myself at chad parsons nfl reminder about supporting the show at uthdynasty.com as well as patreon.com slash uth uh, with exclusive and and more uh, content than you can find on this weekly flagship show so until next time never settle refuse to be average and keep building those dinosaurs.